It's been a few weeks. Thanks for continuing to listen. This episode is called Pause, Reflect, Make Changes Where Necessary. Well, it's been a few weeks because I've gone off to Salt Lake City to the American Association of School Librarians National Conference, conference, which was incredible. And before that, it was kind of busy getting prepared to leave school for a couple days. <clears throat> but at this time, it's autumn, the fall. Connecticut is looking beautiful, sunny day today on this Sunday morning. And this is a great time to think about, or to just slow down and think about where we've been and where we're headed. I also met with new faculty on Wednesday of this week and one of the administrators during the breakfast, during our breakfast meeting said, this is a time where we need to pace ourselves. We've put in many weeks of hard work to the school year so far, but we've got a ways to go until our Thanksgiving break. And we get tired and the students get tired as well. Long days at Rumsey, as in all schools. So pace yourself. But but I've been doing a lot of pausing and reflecting lately. I cherish my 10 minutes a day doing meditation. I have switched from beach body meditations to Peloton only because I'm very frugal and my healthcare program provides a f- one free year of Peloton. It's through United Healthcare. So I have a full year free access to Peloton's workouts. And though I don't have a Peloton bike, you don't need one. If you certainly have one, then it's different because you could do all your all the biking um, exercises. But I don't have a bike, nor do I want one. So I'm just looking at the meditation and there's a variety of different practitioners or, or, or instructors, I should say, on the practitioner. And it's fun to meditate with different people and think about and have them guide me in my mind in a different meditation and what it offers to me. So if you are willing, um, I suggest, and if by Certainly, if you have United Healthcare, take advantage of the one free year of Peloton access. Um, if for nothing else, then just for the meditation. But they've got all kinds of um, programs that you could go through um, for free. So, certainly, this conference last weekend in Salt Lake City was so fun and energizing and. I got to spend time with some incredible colleagues and people that (laughs) met some people that I've only met online through Clubhouse or Twitter or some other means, but got to meet them in person. And that's been pretty interesting. I think that's one of the pros of the pandemic is the people that we've met and then getting the chance to meet them in person. It's really kind of fun. So the only... Oh, and and that conference forced me to really reflect on my library and the way it's set up and the way it's running. Again, the pandemic has brought some pretty major changes to my school, especially the schedule. 
And that has had an impact on the way our library program runs. And so I've put a lot of thought into, though I certainly still connect with upper school teachers, I'll be teaching an ESL class tomorrow, uh, whenever there's an opportunity to speak in front of the whole school or a class through a form, because really the whole school doesn't meet together anymore because of the pandemic. Um, I pounce on those chances and I, I relish them and I appreciate them. So I'll be talking about through our new head of school. He put together a presentation, which I have to look at today and prepare, but we have, it's almost definite that two girls from Afghanistan will be coming to attend Rumsey. So we're all excited about that. And he's put together a presentation about the history of Afghanistan. And that reminds me when I used to teach at Litchfield High School, I taught global studies, some U.S. history, sometimes English, but mostly global studies. And that was when the Taliban in the the mid-90s just came on the scene. And I remember watching that on 60 Minutes, and I recorded the segment too, and I shared it with my students and really delved into the history of Afghanistan and why was this group allowed to come in to power and you know, it was fascinating. There was all Soviet history that was wrapped up in that. There was for sure American history that was wrapped up in that. We all knew what was best for Afghanistan. And well, we, if you follow the news, we know what's been happening and what continues to happen in Afghanistan. So I'm looking forward to seeing this presentation that my head of school has put together and um, kind of delving back into a little more what's going on. Um... So I connect in as many ways as I can with students, but because our students don't have that many study halls, I feel like there's a big void. I'm not connecting with as many upper school students as I have in the past. So I'm going to see, I may offer a special um, that will, I might maybe perhaps be offered to uh, eighth graders. We'll see. I'll see what our head of school and a second in command say about that and what their ideas are and there's always a downside to my adding adding more fixed classes to my schedule because then I'm not as open to more as needed research and I know that Mr. Anderson has said hey hey Val I want to connect with you and my sixth graders soon so we'll talk that through and I'll defer to them in their uh, lives guidance whether or not I will offer a special and maybe there's no time in the special so I'm putting it out there I'll see this has come about as a a part of my experiences at AASL um, my reflecting on this year and how it's shaped out and I will make changes where necessary so my dad recommended a book to me The Murmur of Bees by Sofia Segovia. It was originally written in Spanish and it was translated by Simon Brunei into English. And when my friend Myra reached out to me because she's having our grown-up book club at her house on Tuesday night, and she said, Val, do you have a good book recommendation? And people are always suggesting books to me and I write them down. And so this one 
I explored it a little bit and it caught my eye and it looks great. And because it's recommended by my dad, who's probably listening, um, this is the book that I suggested to her. And she said, okay, let's go with it. It's a pretty hefty one. So make sure you have some time. I spent a lot of time on the flights reading this and I have maybe another 20 pages or so. So I'm in good shape. I will finish it um, for Tuesday night easily. Almost finish it this morning, but wanted to put pause on my reading so that I could come over here and record this podcast. So these passages come from the end of the book, and I have carefully chosen them so that it doesn't give away any spoilers, because I do recommend your reading this book, um, and I'm happy to loan up my copy to anyone who's listening. So this is on page 416, and this is one of the main characters, Beatrice Cortez, and I really connect with her quite a bit. Um, I admire her and her strength, and you have to understand that this book is historical fiction, so it takes place um, against the, the backdrop of the Mexican Revolution and the Spanish flu of 1918. So there's a lot of parallels to what's going on in our world today with the pandemic COVID-19. And this passage begins, quote, But she, meaning Beatrice, would not cede a single part of her life or free will to anyone anymore. She decided as much on the night when she found peace in a sweet song that was not being sung to her. It was actually being sung to her son by Samino. I always say his name incorrectly. It's hard. It's a hard one. But this special child who had come into their life um, wrapped in some blankets surrounded by bees by a bridge. She would not make her decisions. Sorry, she would make her decisions freely and with free will. She would banish the fear. She remembered the promise that she had once made to no one but herself. Not even in her old age would she allow herself to become anyone's shadow. She would never be set adrift at the mercy of other people's decisions. She would never allow herself to stagnate. And that's the end of that quote. And I don't know, at some point I think I made that promise to myself that I would never stagnate, that I would continue on no matter what life threw at me. Um, And I've had a really good life and I appreciate that, mostly thanks to my parents, my husband, my children, oh, for sure my grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, for sure, have always been for there for me. But I really have had a good life and and a, a privileged life, and I and I appreciate that. But whenever you know those few times when I have had hard times, I mean, I think <clears throat> one of the most devastating times for me was when I was losing my job at Nagatuck High School, and of no fault of mine, it was just budget cuts, and I was low person on the totem pole, and I was devastated. But right, you could kind of woe is me or you could just continue on okay 
what do I do from here? I start looking for a job. And that ended up getting me my job at Rumsey in a roundabout long way. But Rumsey is where I added and I've where I ended and and I've been really very happy there. So, you know, never to stagnate. And even during this pandemic, right, I know that it has been devastating for so many people who have lost loved ones. And I could have gone uh, and and kind of given up, right? Like so many people and and for real reasons. I I get it because it's been horrible. But instead, and probably because of my fortunate life, I've used it to look at my life and make changes in my life that have improved it. And I will continue to do that as much as I am able to throughout my life, I hope. So here's another passage on page 418. How many times did she have to learn the same lesson? How many times did she have to forget and relearn that life veers in all directions? That there is no limit to the amount of times a person can be knocked down because life doesn't believe that third time's the charm. So even though we get knocked down, we can choose to continue on. And I'm one of those people who will choose to continue on. And then on page 431, this is chapter 91, Song from the Past. As ever, whether it passes slowly or quickly, time definitely passes. And from grain of sand to grain of sand, every date arrives. So, so many of us, that's the end of that quote, so many of us say that, oh my gosh, time flies by. Sure does fly by for me. I can't believe last week was one of the fastest weeks ever. I arrived home at my house about 12.30 a.m. on Monday, and the next thing I knew it was Friday. Friday reminds me, bizarre and extreme day at Rumsey. What a fun day. And I think perhaps because of the pandemic, more students than ever were dressed up. We really embrace Halloween, or we call it Bizarre and Extreme Day at Rumsey. And it was such an incredible parade. First thing in the morning, we had our green screen set up in the library, and that was so fun. Kids and classes and advisories coming in to get their pictures taken in front of the green screen. It was so fun. And then our haunted trail for our boarding students at night, um, I got to tell. Another book that I'm reading right now is The Jumbies, and that's by Tracy Baptiste. And that's a pretty scary story, though it's recommended for grades four through seven. It's a middle grade novel. It's also the global global read aloud novel. But it's full of creatures, scary creatures, and and stories that come out of the Caribbean or the Caribbean, uh, South American stories um, that are told to kids to scare them. So I, with the help of Trish, Trish Silverdale, thanks Trish, printed out um, big drawings of these these jumbi creatures, um, Lajabless, uh, Baku, um, 
oh my gosh, so many, so many different creatures, Mama Delo, and so we printed them out and and laminated them, and we had those out for the kids after they they would have their their hot cider and donuts, and then they would come and sit around a fire, and I had handed out with the help of Aaron uh, Simmons, my my our assistant librarian, handed out those large 11 by 17 posters of these creatures, these jumbies. And then I would ask the kids to describe them and talk a little bit about what these jumbies did and, and what the defense might be, try to get them scared before they actually go out onto the haunted trail at Rumsey. So anyways, a little bit of an aside, but that was such a fun um, activity on, on Friday night at Rumsey. And the kids were definitely scared on the haunted trail. So this passage, this is the last one, comes from page 444. And, okay, and so here, Saminopio, who is that that gifted, strange little baby who became a part of the main family, still by my side, making the most of the time we had left in the last few days, Simonopio spoke to me about everything and nothing. So this is in Francisco Jr.'s memory. That's where this part of the book is coming from. And and Francisco Jr., or Francisco as he becomes known, continues. Unable to go out walking in the fields, as he would have liked, prevented by my recovery and my mama's understandable prohibition, Simonopio kept me entertained by talking to me about what the bees knew and how they knew it. And he reminded me how important it was to listen, to listen to what life sometimes murmurs into your ear, heart, or gut. And this is in quotes, listen carefully and pay attention. Francisco, and that's the end of the quotes. But that is, those are words from Simonopio, who was mute and never really spoke. No one understood him ever, except for his young brother, Francisco Jr. And his words of guidance were, listen carefully and pay attention, Francisco. And in that passage that I shared with you, was also, you know, to listen to what life sometimes murmurs into your ear, your heart, or your gut. The title of this book is called The Murmur of Bees. And in the last podcast, I talked about the bees that were for sure collecting the pollen from my oregano plant that for this time, or for the first time ever, I left it unclipped and wild because I wanted those bees that are so powerful in our in our world to, sec, to suck every bit of pollen from those those flowers um, and and spread its 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 honey um, to the world and hopefully make those bees healthy and live long lives. So it's all connected, isn't it? You know, listening, 
pausing, reflecting on your life, where it is, where it's been, where it's going. We have the power, as long as we have our minds with us, and unfortunately sometimes there's mental illness that affects some people, and hopefully those people that need it get the help that they need from counselors and or psychiatrists because sometimes and that's one of my regrets in my life is that I thought that people and a certain person in my life could get the help that he needed through just diet and exercise but he needed and needs more than that and it's okay to reach out to doctors and get the medicine that is needed when it's needed because sometimes it is needed so but for those of us that are blessed with a strong mind and the power the willpower to make decisions on our own we have the ability to pause reflect and make changes where necessary so I'll end the, this week's podcast with that and I thank you again for those of you that are (laughs) sticking by me and listening to this podcast. May you have lots of goodness, health, and happiness in your life. That's all for now. Thank you for listening.